Hey, what's up? It's your girl, Best Believe, and we are back, baby. So get comfy and join in for this session of On the Couch with Best Believe as we dive in to more of this life, love, and heartbreak shit. You feel me? In this episode, we're doing things a little different. I am excited to announce my first guest interview, Mr. Derek C. Rome. Welcome, my very first guest, <laughs> Mr. Rome is in the house. Um, I'm going to give it to you, Derek. I want you to introduce yourself and, and just tell the folks who you are and what you're about. Well, as you know, I am Derek C. Rome, a.k.a. Italy, you know, um, from Worcester, Massachusetts. Um, I grew up there. I love that place. Um, as as a Worcesterian, when I was like when I was born, which I call it, I had like three open heart surgeries. Wow. So, yeah. Well, one when I was born. Let me phrase that. One when I was born, I had two holes in my heart and something else I forgot. But uh, when I was two, I had another one. So my Arteries was both my arteries on the right side, so I had to get that done and a couple other things. I don't know. Doctors they tell me a whole bunch of technical words, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Okay, yeah, that. There we go. Yep." Mm-hmm. But <laughs> other than that, so, <laughs> this is why I love R.I.P. Kobe Bryant. There was an interview. I tell this story all the time, and people could Google it. It was an interview, right? He won the game and everything. And the reporter was like, so Kobe, such and such. And she said a big word. He stopped her in mid-sentence. <laughs> in mid-sentence. He said, whoa, you're going to have to dumb that down for me. But right. besides that, um, I had, what is it? One more surgery when I was 18. Uh, my order to my heart was blown up like a balloon. So the doctor at the time told me to, um, no, he said if I didn't get checked out because I was tired, I was feeling fatigued, stuff like that. He said if I didn't get get checked out, I would have dropped. I was like a ticking time bomb. Fast forward, since I couldn't play sports, things like that. Um, I always loved music. Music's on both sides of my family. Wow. But fast forward, after all of that, I couldn't play sports. I picked, like I said, I picked up some music. So music was always in my house, whether it was my mother and father playing it or my sister playing it. Ooh, excuse me. Um, my, I, I used to steal my sister's CD. Remember when CD came out? Oh, yeah. She had, she had SWV, she had Estate, Mary J. Blige, she had Troop, and she had Jahi. Remember Jahi? Yep. Yo. Sorry, Felicia. Sorry. Myself. <laughs> sorry, Felicia. Yeah, I stole some of these CDs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the love of music got me in tune um, to the point where I was just like, yo, I, I want to do this. 
And before I started rapping, uh, you know, a little singing, whatever. I didn't really sing, but I was in church, so I was in the church choir. Then I had to do a couple of solos. Nope, not even doing it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but yeah, I, I, I used to, you know what I'm saying? I know how to harmonize and falsetto, things like that. So, so that do you? Do you write? Do you write your own? You write your own songs? Oh yes, 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 yes. From the hook all down to my lyrics, like to, like to the hook, to the verse, like this times where I I vote um for the mother of my child. We did a song. I she's like I can't rap. I was like, look, you gonna do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's called um I'm a, I, I'm, I think I'm gonna put it out next album because um this album was songs I didn't put out but it's songs that's that has to do with deal with right now you know what I mean like yeah. um this songs on there uh people dealing with fake people. There's a song on there called You Ain't Real. Um, if you listen to that, um, you will feel that, you will understand that, whether if you are male or fe- uh, or female. Um, what else? Only Lover, like if you believe in love or love's love, it's one of the songs for you, you know what I'm saying? Um, for everybody. Um, what else? party and bullshit everybody loved to have a good time mm-hmm. you know what I mean so there's I, I look at my album as a movie it's like if you really sit and listen to it and listen to the lyrical content it's like you're watching a movie you're like oh okay it's like Brooklyn's Finest it's like you're watching it and you're like oh and then you see the middle scene, like, oh, that was exciting. And then you get your, you know, your sex scenes. That's where porno music comes from. Mm-hmm. Listen to that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, like I said, there's songs for every move. And the reason I did it that way, I wanted, I wanted to needed to do it that way so I connect with my audience I let the audience know I go through the same thing that you go through whether it's it don't matter if you have millions of dollars or billions of dollars I still go through the same bullshit that you go through yeah you know what I mean yeah. so like when if somebody cheated on you like I got a record for that called um, <laughs> be your best friend listen to that you like oh damn you know what hell yeah we could be friends but uh, i'm not going back i'm not no i'm not going back to <laughs> right. you know just like the book um i love your book there's i have to mention uh the, that chapter with william mm-hmm. yo i remember i read that and i had to touch i was like yo fuck william I'm like <laughs> and then he's like, get to the next chapter. Wait, man. Yo. Man. 
still like yes, but but okay, so I have to tell you, it's funny that you said William, because in all honesty, William was the only one that I could never hate. Oh wow. Um I'm I'm curious to know why the name Italy. Gotcha. Um high school. Ninth grade. Science teacher. The room smelled like ass cheese. I still <laughs> do it. Me and my boy O. Shout out to Orlando. What up, O? Um me and my man O. We was in the we class. Walked in the classroom. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, what? Damn, this nigga, did he fought? Like, but, um, so he was calling everybody's name. So he, he finally got to me and he was like, that record, is that you? You? I was like, uh, yeah. He said, come here. I was like, oh, oh shit, what's going on here? So he asked me what my name was. He said, This is you, Derek Corey Rome. I was like, Yeah. He's like, This is really you? I was like, Yeah. He's like, You like a little black Italian. I was like, Oh, thank you. He's like, I'm going to call you Little Italy. I was like, Oh, cool. All right. <laughs> you know, sometimes people call me, you know, because I'll be the oldest, but I'm the shortest. Uh-huh. My name was Derek Boy Rome, so he called me Little Italy. But um, I don't know if he knew I did music or not, so I took that name. I took off Lil. Number one, I didn't want to be all the little this and little that. Little so scrappy, cute. little Kim, little yeah, just, uh, I, <laughs> little dirt. I was already little. Like <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to emphasize it in like made Italy my own definition. So, because I knew a lot of people um, around my area and Boston downtown, um, even sometimes in Boston. So, I made a name for myself. So. Since I already knew everybody, different nationalities, so internationally known, totally in control, always on point, love is always in my soul. Yes, I keep God first, and I'm blessed, you know? So those are all the things that's me. Do you have people that help with producing and mixing, or or do you do it? All on your own. Um. Now I'm. I have a whole ton of beats, so I don't need to buy beats. I don't need to do ask anybody anything. Um. Because I finally have my own system. Back then, I worked with probably had like two, two for me, two. Okay. Um, actually three, because I was in a group for one, which was, for that, I was into Wu-Chang, 
Um, Capone and Noriega, that was my shit. Um, I used to watch video shows with the box. Um, no MTV raps. <clears throat> Yo, I remember that shit like yesterday. That's what, <laughs> that's what made me really want to, you know what I mean? People don't, 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 they want to be lied to. Right, for what? Right, right. They want to be lied to, and they want to feel important. They want to feel like they're on top. Mm-hmm. A sense of power. Okay. You no, know, that that's that's why I put my album the way I put it. You got your backstabbing. You got your you got your freaky moments. You got your you know. Lord, I, if you actually listen to that song, there's a lot of people that actually feel that way. You know what I mean? Um, that's why I, right now, I, I want, like I said, upcoming events. I want to work on videos and start working on shows and then merch. Well, actually, merch before shows. And then that way, I'll progress. And I see, I see, um, Post Gilly the Kid did. Um, he said, he said something about, and we all, and, and, and it's us minorities that do it to each other, especially black people. We always limit each other, and it's especially the age, and which is retarded. Because you look at the average Caucasian artist or broadcaster, whatever. They could be 70 or 89 years old and they still get in. <clears throat> and it comes to us, oh, you too old to be doing that. Why you do it that way? I ain't going for that motherfucker. Like, really? Right, right. And that's so important to remember, like when you are creating your group of friends, like my circle is not even a circle. It's like a period. Like I have two people that I call my girlfriends and everyone else. You're just someone that knows me. When you see growth and elevation for your future, you need to keep like-minded individuals in your inner circle. Fuck the outer circle. Fuck being popular if you want to go somewhere then you make sure that your people are cheering you on and not getting ready to stab you in the back I have two girlfriends that's it like two girlfriends and we talk all the time and they have to be they have to have the same mindset as you because what you don't need is someone always in your ear? Are you sure you want to do that? Right. Sure that's going to work for you? Right. Are you sure you want to share your story? You're going to look stupid. Right. Um, a good friend of mine. <clears throat> a situation, like I said, dealing with. So, check this out. Think about it. A lot of dudes playing, you know, they on the street, they're doing this, they're doing that, whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But 
involved, she's involved with this, this uh, well, used to be, I don't even know, but Caucasian, whatever. But is wealthy, family wealthy. Brother passed away a couple years back, God bless. But that was his baby brother who was there. But why would you go all out your way? To be what we trying to get out of. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, because there's a lot of that. Just like a whole John Morant situation. Right, right. But except this dude is Caucasian. I ain't gonna really white people. But I'm like, dude, in my head, I'm like, all right, so the family wealthy. You can get money whenever you can. Why the fuck are you in the hood? Why are you talking, why are you driving why are you driving around over this way? Why are you trying to prove that you're down? Nobody gives me right. fuck. Right. Number one, like I said, you white. You get a job anywhere with no experience. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two, like you can walk into a situation and be fine. Yep. Exactly. Number, number three, you ain't gotta worry about the police. Nope. Unless you do have a record. Right. But if you do, I'm pretty sure your mom knows somebody or your family knows somebody. But he'll have the chance to explain himself before assumptions set in. You know? Right. He, he ain't got to worry about get out the car. What the hell did I do? Get out the car. Right. Exactly. And that's with a lot of people. You know what I mean? So. That's why, like I said, I love how you did your book. It made me understand. It made me rethink things. You know what I mean? Especially with the poem. The poem fucks me up. Like, holy the poem fucks me up every time I read it. Because you know, like, and just knowing, just knowing that when I posted on Facebook that this book was coming out to have my step monster tell me that it was my fault because I was a flirty little girl, bitch. I was seven. I was 13. It was my fault. What's sad is that I have so much family on Facebook. All my other book sales have been from strangers and online friends and my girlfriends, my two girls and you. Like, other than that, none of my family has read it. Oh, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. Is it the same way with your music? Yo. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I know people that know people. I don't get a repost. I don't get a bro. Yo, we need to do Yo, I got an idea for this video. I don't get none of that. But when it comes to their shit, I support. I post. Yeah. You know I mean, yeah. I'm not I'm not saying I'm not I'm not pointing out anybody 
I mean, just just one person. I mean, like people that you know what I'm saying. That, yeah. that's and I'm not and I'm not saying like oh because they're blood they're obligated, but no, no, you no, would no. think that because we're family that they would want to read my shit, right? You know, so it kind of threw me right. Help you build yeah. success and 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 actually help you build a legacy if you know right. I'm doing something. And you see, I'm trying to create a legacy. Why not help me build it, or right. or or, or retweet or share? Like what? it doesn't cost you anything to share with your network because at the end of the day, as independent artists like you exactly. and I, we do this shit on our own. So we basically move up by word of mouth. Because I'm sorry, I'm not going to spend three to $5,000 a month on marketing. Well, it's no. purpose. Well, no. I didn't write the book to get rich. But if you can, at the click of a fucking button for free, help share with your network, it only takes one person that is really passionate about what we're selling to right. see it and then run with it. They can't even be bothered to do that. What you call it? You want your audience to connect with you, and you want to connect with your audience. That's the only way to be genuine and have that genuine connection and create that fan base where they're going to be waiting for the next thing for you to drop. Thank you. So. That's why I said with the three producers, I couldn't do what I wanted to do with the Christian app if it wasn't I needed to represent me. Yeah. Just like you with the book. You know right. I mean? Right. So with that, I had to separate myself. Plus Motherfuckers in the group was talking about me, did songs without me. So I was like, oh, all right. Niggas didn't tell me they was going to the studio. So I was like, oh, all right, cool. All right. Then I met up with the third producer. So, well, I'm sorry. Going back to the first producer, niggas was going to the studio, whatever, whatever. That was a Christian group. And I was in another group. Producer didn't know what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> I was like, this nigga, yeah. In my head, I was like, I was like, I'm, I, please, God, find me a producer that knows what the fuck he's doing. Man. And the third producer happened, which was cool. He found, he found, he found my sound. So, and. I found my sound, what I like during right. that whole process. So the sound that you hear now is from the third producer. Um, he produced at least two or three albums of mine. Like I said, I have a ton of material that I have not released, but it's still a part of me, and I do have more music that I'm writing still and 
I have one song that I want to write, that I want to finish writing. It's called Relations and Shifts. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's not, it's, 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 it's about relationship with different people and the ship rides they take you. You know what I mean? So yeah. I want to dig, dig deep into that. Like, I, I, like, I have so many ideas. I'm so, like I said, Tupac, Ice Cube, um, Rock Hemp, uh, KRS. I met KRS on Instagram. <laughs> Yo, I was so hyped. Like, I was like 12 or 13. Seen this nigga with the tattoo on his eye. <laughs> Yo, but it was so dope to touch a legend again, like the two great storytellers. You know what I mean? So that influenced me to be like, yeah, that's this, this is what the fuck I'm doing. So go back a little bit. Well, actually, fast forward. So with the third producer, he got all the sounds, whatever. So, but in the end, was he been my producer for like probably like five years back? Not now though, but right. He did some shady shit and had to cut him off. So all the sounds and music I had, and he said, "Here, you can have it," because he knew he was wrong. $27,000. He knew he was wrong. Oh. I'm, not go, I'm, not, I'm not gonna go into it. There'll <laughs> probably be another another uh, episode we can have. Yeah, about. we'll definitely we will definitely have to have you back. We'll definitely we'll definitely have you back because I, I do want to dive into more topics that are relatable to the audience. Um Definitely want to get more into love and heartbreak and relationships and all that jazz and more on uh, social media and how that, I believe, has corrupted uh, what I feel is missing in relationships yeah. these days. Um, yeah. So before we wrap it up, if there was one thing, one one piece of advice that you could give to someone in the music industry uh working to get their stuff out um but again you know over 30 um feeling the pressures that you know society has doubt upon them um maybe they're too old or whatever the case may be what would that advice be and then let listeners know where they can find your music all right um that's a great way of putting it. I'm gonna say just just don't listen. <laughs> don't listen. Cause a lot of times people say you're too old, but I seen an 89 woman run over here and run back in. So that lets you know you ain't dead yet. I don't care if you wanna be the the head honcho of McDonald's. The manager of TJ Maxx, the AR of Columbia Records, go for your goal. If you're 45 and still look good or want to be a model, do it. <laughs> do it. 
stop stop listening to people. Age is nothing but a number. You heard the term health is wealth. Keep your body healthy, then you ain't got nothing to worry about. And you can find my music on Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube Music, Deezer, everywhere. So thank you guys again. I appreciate the lovely Jess for having me on. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Well, I appreciate it as well, um, being my first official guest. And I look forward to having you back on very soon. As always, I welcome you to share your thoughts, ideas, and any feedback you may have. One more thing before I wrap things up. I now have four books available on Amazon.com. My Beautiful Mistakes. I was the side chick in my own relationship. God's gift becoming. There's a different um, cover on the new books. And my latest release, Eve. So head over to Amazon.com and grab your copies today. As for this session of On the Couch with Best Believe, receive it digest it, and replicate it out there in your world however you see fit to do so.